gonna hit the button here. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and I'm hanging out today with IFBB Pro Nate Spear. What's going on, Nate? What's up, man? Uh, feeling pretty good. The weather's finally breaking here, so Hell we've yeah. had a couple. Uh, spring's been a little rough, so now we're getting some nice sun coming through, so it's feeling good. It's it's a good feeling, man. Like I, I love the spring, in fact, and it's kind of a segue into our topic. Um, I tried to get clean in the spring, and I, I actually went to a rehab, and when I got out, uh, it was like, well, like when I went in, it was snowy. And when I got out, like all the grass was turning green, you know, 10 days later, 14 days later, like the buds started coming out on the trees and I felt reborn and like the world was reborn too. And ever since then, man, it's been my favorite season. I don't know why. I just, I love springtime. Well, it's crazy too, because it brings me back to memories too, because I mean, I've gotten clean a a thousand times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Different times, but this time it finally stuck. But I remember like you were saying, like spring, it's it's weird because your emotions and all your sensations are so like heightened, right. When you're getting clean, because it's like, Oh shit. It's like you're, you're refeeling stuff because you're so numb. Yeah. <laughs> and then like spring is like so heightened in general, even to a normal human being, because it's like, you've been in winter, you've been locked down and it's like, Oh shit. It's finally nice. The smells, the, you know, the birds chirping, you know? So, you know, you get clean around that time and it's like even more heightened. You're like, Oh man, this is like, so crazy <laughs> yeah because you yeah. know what i mean like you know you know your sensations are sort of like you know when you first get clean it's like you're refeeling stuff over again and it's absolutely. like absolutely i don't know well, i don't know i mean i i feel like the, uh, this is probably a common theme for a lot of people who have abused drugs and alcohol but i feel like i was running from my feelings you know what i mean like mm, I, like i yeah. didn't have the skills like i wasn't mature enough to cope with shit that went on in life uh so i could kind of in in being somebody who wants to control stuff i could really control that through you know using drugs right changing i could control the way i felt then and when you don't have that option anymore then you definitely you don't you know you don't have control of, of those feelings anymore so you feel and you feel strong there's no question about it and i think that's a real vulnerable time too because you have to you have to learn how to how to do life basically you know what i mean on life's terms as they say well the highs are so high and the lows are so low right and it takes a while for it to sort of even out a little bit yeah because you know even like the littlest stuff you're not used to coping like without drugs so it's like even like a little bump in the road could be so uh you know drastic for you like oh my god like it's the end of the world i need to you know your first thought is like i need to go get high yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so you have to learn how to how do i do this without you know turning to you know drugs to sort of cope and mask those feelings you know and even even when i was like using it's like even good shit was like oh man the spring's so awesome it'd be much better if i got high (laughs) right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah there's always (laughs) a a reason you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and i can speak for myself saying that um, you know, just because I got clean didn't mean that anything was fixed because I, I think that, you know, which came first, chicken or the egg? I think that honestly, I had an issue with being able to process emotions and respond, all that. I think that was part of the reason that led me to the use to begin with. So just because I got clean didn't mean that those things were automatically fixed, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know not quite as now, but when I was sort of in my first, you know, few years, I'd help out a lot of like newcomers and stuff. 
and they would just not change their behavior patterns yes. or like, you know, they would get clean and everything was the same. Like, you know, you know how it is. Like, that's why they tell you not to date anyone in the first year, because how many of us when we were getting high, were like womanizing and just sort of using women and, you know, sex was like, sort of like a drug too. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they get clean and they're still sort of doing that kind of same thing or sort of trying to hook up just to, so what are we doing with that? Masking our feelings. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? With it, with it, without handling them on the inside. So it's sort of the same idea. And then those people, you know, you end up seeing them sort of go back out and relapse. And it's like, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes, they said, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same idea. It's like for me, when I finally sort of, it stuck, it was like, I had to change everything. Like I was in a relationship for a year. I listened to all the advices, you know, I didn't make any big movements, um, or life changes, you know what I mean? In that first year. And yeah, you know, I really sort of stuck to the people that were, had what I wanted, you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, and like even little things like, you know, calling out of work when I, you know, wanted to, or, you know, I was rebuilding that sort of, um, you know, stuff that you're supposed to like do as an adult. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, what would be, what would be one of the difficult things, one of the difficult changes you had to make? You mentioned, you know, people that maybe stopped using drugs and alcohol, but continued the same behaviors. What would be like one of those behaviors that you recognize? Like, oh man, if I'm going to make it through this and change, I'm going to need to change this thing. I mean, honesty, right? So mm. it's so easy to have little lies. And also like, let's say I'm in the grocery store and you know, I have something in my cart I didn't pay for. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't pay for that, whatever. You yeah. know, little things like that can add up and it's still that sort of uh, conscious feeling of like, I did something wrong, but there's a little bit of a high, like I got away with it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Little things like that. And then also, like I said, like how easy is easy is it to lie and sort of those are same behavior patterns, I think, you know what I mean, that are sort of self-destructive. Um, so for me, you know, just sort of being honest with people um, and taking other people's feelings into consideration and yeah. not myself. So we were in such a self-centered world where everything was me, 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 you know what I mean? So now let's take a step back and, you know, look at other people and see how we can sort of be of service to those people, you know what yeah. I mean? Because even in human nature in itself, that people that don't use drugs, how many people do we see in this world that are so oblivious to everyone else and oh, they're man. sort of this, the self-focus, you know what I mean? That the only problem is we're drug addicts, so those sort of behaviors can affect us, you know what I mean, um, in long-term things. So I think just being aware and just being try, try to be more of a generous person, try to be more of an honest person with integrity, I think that's like, not to sort of toot my own horn, but a lot of people sort of in bodybuilding that don't even know I'm a drug addict, they're like, oh, you're so like humble and, you know, just down to earth. And I'm just like, well, that's, I think a lot of that stuff is carried over from my recovery. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just something that I sort of s stuck with me to this day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good attribute and I can totally relate to what you're saying. I think, um, one thing that I stopped doing because I was afraid was I stopped bodybuilding when I got clean. So mm. I had trained as a kid and I went through a phase like when I was young, like 14, 15, I trained like hard too. Like I, I had a, like a good split yes. going. I was teaching the kids in the neighborhood how to train. They were coming over to my house and we were putting them on like three-way splits and, you know, drinking protein and all that. And, yeah. and then I, I got out of that for a little while and got back into it again for a year 
when I was 19. And, and then, uh, when I was almost 30, I, uh, I stopped using drugs. I went to rehab, as I mentioned, and, um, that was the second try by the time, by the way, at rehab. And then I, I got into lifting and I got really focused on lifting and I, I didn't focus on a program and that worked for like two years. And mm. I eventually, and when I say it worked, it, it, I didn't use drugs uh, much. We'll put it that yeah. way for two years. Yeah. And uh, I eventually hurt my lower back in the gym and uh, mm-hmm. I went to the hospital and they immediately gave me a shot at the lauded. And from there I was like, wow, this is really nice. I forgot yeah. what this feels like. And this feels yeah. really damn good. And for about the next two years, I went back out and I really struggled uh, trying to get clean yeah. and struggling coming back. But and the difference was, is that at that point I recognized, I recognized my selfishness, which is something I hadn't seen before. So that next yeah. two years was a real struggle for me because I'm making all these terrible decisions, but I'm also seeing how I hurt the people in my life and how I was hurting myself. Yeah. And that's when I eventually did decide uh, in 2007 that I was going to get clean. And then I got I got super dialed into recovery and I had stopped mm-hmm. training and I stopped training because I recognized I had used bodybuilding just like I had used drugs as a means of escape, yep. as a means of control. And uh, I, I was afraid at first that I would just lapse back into that. And just forget about everything else and feel like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, until I couldn't do bodybuilding anymore again, and which inevitably yeah, would right. happen. Um, and and uh, I took like about six months off before I got in and started lifting real light. And then I worked my way back into it. But I think that that's something that I, I always am concerned about because, you know, I, I don't mention my recovery a lot on the programs. And, yeah. you know, I, it's not something I want to shove in people's faces, but... I've mentioned yeah. it a couple of times recently, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to get with you is because I had I had a lot of people reach out and and first to say thank you for sharing that stuff. And then also to tell me that, hey, they've got two years clean or six months clean or five years or seven years, which is freaking awesome to have any of the time clean. But then my second thought is always like, you know, but are you working on recovery or are mm-hmm. you just replacing it with bodybuilding? Because that's my fear in my own life and i know that any like you said we can take anything and basically pervert it you know relationships bodybuilding video games work whatever you know what i mean right no definitely i mean that's something that i actually was a little scared of too um so it makes sense what you're saying because when i was it all sort of came together at the same time so i was luckily that i had got sober you know the recovery program i was in brought me to the gym So I worked a recovery program while I was working out. So it sort of went hand in hand, luckily. Yeah. But there was a lot of old timers that were like, saw how serious I was getting into it. Yeah. Hey, you better be careful because, you know, what happens if you got hurt? Uh, You know what I mean? And you didn't have this bodybuilding thing. Yeah. Um, And they saw like how serious the bodybuilding thing was taking off. And they were sort of concerned because I was I was really involved in the program. Um, But luckily for me, like you were saying, I, I worked the 12 steps and I don't you know, however you want to work your program is cool with me. Like I'm not one to say, Hey, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Yeah. I think the biggest base that I got out of the 12 steps was, do you just got to fix yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. some of those rooted issues that sort of, there's a reason why we got so attached to drugs. I think, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. you know, so to, to cover the, some of those issues and go back and say, okay, like here's some stuff I could fix, you know, and make me a better human being and sort of make me more conscious and aware 
of some of the actions, you know, that I, that I do as a human being, like without drugs, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you were saying. Um, so some of that stuff, you know, when I, it was just a really big, sorry, my dog's squeaking the toy over there. That's all right. He's happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's having fun. But yeah, I think some of that stuff is like, you know what I mean? The ego, the pride, um, you know, hurting others, you know, putting our, our selfishness. Um, I think a lot of human beings, have these issues but the only like i said before is where we result, result to drugs you know what i mean to sort of is where we end up going back to um so we Absolutely. have to actually do something about it <laughs> you know yeah so that's the difference i feel like i you know what too when i when i did get back into bodybuilding then i was better at it you know i when mm-hmm. i was white knuckling it for that two-year period I made progress, but I wasn't really happy. I definitely worked like a lot of anger out in the gym. Every workout was like, I think there was like a lot of self-hate and stuff going on. And man, it was freaking violent, you know, but um, I I wasn't able, you know, without recovery, I wasn't able to be successful at life really is what it came down to. And I think that my life was a series of starting over, building up, doing something that like was really phenomenal in some respects and then having to start over again because I would self-destruct and that's you know what happened eventually then when I got hurt I self-destructed again but I felt like even though like I had a hard time with following through even in that two years not using a lot I had a hard time with following through and then when I did put recovery first and like you said what putting recovery first means really trying to look at yourself and and fix these things that were the reasons I probably started to use drugs to begin with. Then other areas in my life, I started to become more successful. You know, I started to be able to be consistent and be able to reach my goals. And that was some of the coolest moments I've had in my life are due to recovery and due to bodybuilding because I was, but recovery allowed me to achieve things in bodybuilding that like showed me like, wow, you can be successful at something. You know what I mean? Like you can follow right. through, you can finish yeah. a diet, you can compete, you know, you can get the leanest you've ever gotten and you can make it happen yeah. versus like just wanting to and trying for a long period of time, but then falling apart, you know? Oh, definitely. I think too, like bodybuilding can be amazing for someone in recovery or it can be like horrible for someone in recovery <laughs> Yeah, because it's like you said, I mean, it's such a narcissistic sport and self-centered. So all this stuff we're just talking about, you know what I mean? And and there's so many things that come with bodybuilding that are so hard to cope with. Like, okay, I just came out of my show and now I'm getting soft. Like, yeah. you know, oh my God, like, or like food, right? So we can easily use food as a drug. Yeah. Um, so there has to be some kind of, there's a lot of people too that struggle. How many people have you said, oh man, bodybuilding ruined my life. And we're sitting here like thinking, well, it's not necessarily bodybuilding, it's where are you at mental health wise? You yeah. Know what I'm saying hundred percent. So you have to be, you have to be correct mental health wise. And so that also goes with drug addiction, right? So yeah, obviously we're struggling on both uh, aspects. So we have to be in tune with ourselves. We have to get ourselves corrected to have bodybuilding be successful because it's so easily to get driven and like, Oh, the, the Instagram likes the, the ego. And then, you know, like the food, like after the show, like, are we binging? Are we eating unhealthily to, you know, sort of fulfill this void. Um, so I think bodybuilding can be very successful for someone in recovery, but it, like you said, you have to have sort of yourself in check first, you know, and um, be aware of all these kind of things. Cause it's easy to get wrapped up into the, um, the self-centeredness of bodybuilding sort of that, um, you know, Oh, it's just all about me. And yeah, 
um, you know, all those sort of negative attributes that we talked about before bodybuilding. So now yeah. you're getting into a world there, you know, you can sort of set yourself up for um, some negative stuff there if you're not in check mentally, you know? Yeah. Like, like I had to have all my meals, like 110%. You know what I mean? My training had to be absolutely the way I wanted it. If I couldn't get my meals in the way I wanted to, then that meant that we weren't going out on that date or to that, that road trip or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like it, people in my life in, in, before I got in recovery while I was bodybuilding and not using it in a healthy way, really had to put up with my bodybuilding. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. it wasn't something I'd, I'd wish on people. I, I had a vision, man. I'm picturing you in early recovery and getting back in, getting into bodybuilding and getting serious about it. And you said this bodybuilding thing was taken off for you. You made like, let's just talk bodybuilding for a second. You made some fucking incredible progress. I mean, you're an IFBB pro now and I've seen your before pictures so I can imagine the old timers and what they saw. Like you got freaking jacked and I, I imagine it happened fast too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely happened fast. <laughs> uh, I can imagine these guys looking too, at you, know. you like you're getting pretty serious about this bodybuilding thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny too because I was I was definitely that guy, and you'll probably get a kick out of this because I, sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh man, I mean, it was good for me, but I was definitely that guy that was on fire. Like, oh man, I'm in recovery. Yeah, and I'm clean, and I, I'm doing the twelve steps, and like, you know, raising my hand in meetings, and like, yeah, yeah. like. I know the book. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like just really on fire. So some of them were probably like, Oh man, this kid is like, you know what I mean? And then the, then they sort of see me start and get jacked and stuff. And they're like, Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if this is really great for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, it, so then we get into a question that I hear sometimes somebody actually messaged me recently. And I think he said he had a couple years clean and he wanted to compete. And he said, you know, what do you think, about using fat burners he said you know with my recovery i don't know if i feel comfortable using eca or clen and i could tell you that in my first prep i i felt comfortable using clen but to me i felt like i've taken eca before and that kind of gave me like a, it changed my feeling a little bit and yeah, i was afraid yeah. to use that and so i didn't use that in my first contest and the answer I gave this guy was, I said, listen, man, you got to do what you're comfortable with, you know, like yeah. you, you don't need to do any drugs. And, and I think that it gets a little bit murkier. You know what I mean? When we start getting into the yeah. topic of performance enhancement, and I know that there will be some people in recovery that would flat out say like, you're not clean. You know, you're using, yeah, yeah. I had a guy tell me he was right. like, well, when you're taking steroids, you, you take that shot, you got to be feeling something like you got to get something. It's got to change something in the way you yeah. feel. And I just picture like TV, like incredible Hulk or, you know, something yeah. where like you take a shot and then all of a sudden it starts the testosterone surging and then I bench press and, 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 and I think some people don't get it, but a lot of people don't get it, but it, it is something well, I think is worth talking about, you know? Sometimes it's funny because you talk to people that did their first shot or something. And they almost wish it was like that because you're yeah. like in the mirror. You're like, oh, shit, like I'm bigger. Right, bro. And like it's I almost feel like, it. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't happen like that. Right. Yeah. But I think like to go back to what you're talking about is you got to set uh, like like a like a line in the sand. Right. Yeah. Like, OK, like this is what I'm comfortable doing and this is what I won't do. And so do your research, you know, like for me, I didn't really do anything until I think it was a year oh two years 
um, like clean and sober, worked my program and did a couple natural shows. So I think for the person that has <clears throat> some addiction history is you got to go a little bit slower than the normal person because you got to be a little more comfortable. Um, you got to, like we were talking about earlier, you got to really have your recovery down, really feel comfortable. Um, and, and I would just definitely say like, that's why, how me and Andrew hooked up is because I did my first preps myself and I was like, man, like this is some scary stuff. What I'm stepping into, I, uh. there was a lot of fear. Definitely. Um, so I was like, I need someone, you know, that I look up to that. I feel like I was like, that's has myself, uh, my safety in hand, in their hands. Right. Like yeah. not just some coach. It's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why I hired Andrews. Cause you know, I wanted someone to sort of guide me down the right path and have my health in check and all that kind of stuff. But it definitely gets a little weary. Like, cause even I remember <laughs> the first time I took a pre-workout with like DMAA in it, I'm like, Ooh. man, this feels a lot like Adderall. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't know if this is going to be, you know, sort of a good idea. Yeah. Um, so there, it, the problem is too, it becomes, there is a little bit of a gray area where you're sort of, you start out, okay, I'm just some, you know, small amateur guy getting ready for a show, like use a couple compounds here and there, no big deal. And then all of a sudden it starts becoming like, okay, now I'm using like, you know, more stuff and like growth and insulin and you know what I mean? It's sort of, so you got to be careful as far as, you know, as your, as your bodybuilding progresses, because I do know guys out there that use like Adderall in their preps, you know sure. what I mean? And that's obviously not for me. Um, so, or know, just there's flat definitely out. sort of a, like just flat out leaning heavier into the compounds, you know, like with yeah, an addictive right. personality, it'd be easy to be like, Hey, if I'm on 500 tests, then I, I can handle a thousand. Let's push this, you know, oh, or yeah. you know, yeah. like I, I, and I can say that I had been there myself, you know, in, in the past yeah. that, you know, because that first couple years, like I said, I wasn't in recovery and I just, I went all out, you know, and I yeah. can tell you that I, you know, I did more than I should have. And it's just that personality thing of that extreme, you know, we, I'll tell you, man, I think as addicts, we are extreme freaking people and, yeah. you know, it, it, it can get easy. It can be easy to take things too far and, you know, pervert yeah. it basically take something that's like healthy and fun and turn it into something that's really <laughs> terrible, really fast, you know? Well, even dieting, it's like, I almost like welcome being hungry and shit. I'm like, yeah. I want, I want to feel more shitty. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, how shitty can I feel? Like, and that's definitely like the addict in me saying like, oh, I got to be extreme. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I definitely think if I, you know, started bodybuilding younger, I think about this all the time is like, I probably would have been like, oh, what will two grams of test do? For what, sure. What will three grams of test? You know what I mean? Cause luckily I got you know, clean at a, and I started bodybuilding at later years of my life. So there's a little bit more wisdom and more like cautious there, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, just, you know how it is when you get in your thirties, you're a little bit more like, okay, like <laughs> I understand like, you know, a little bit more and I'm a little bit wiser, but I definitely think if I was in my early twenties, I would have been like, no holds bar, you know, like, you know, <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah. No, I, I would have been the same way, you know, easily. And, and the thing is, is I have to remember is, just because I'm clean today doesn't mean I can't go back there instantly. You know what I mean? It's like right. it's, it, it, it would be very possible for either of us to end up back where we started, you know, if yeah. if we don't continue to work on ourselves. And in fact, I feel like sharing this message to me is part of my recovery and part of part of what yeah. I do is try to help people today. You know, I, I think right. recovery is a very selfish thing. And the opposite of that is to help people. And so the whole podcast network is about trying to help people. You know, I've had such a cool experience with bodybuilding 
And I do think, like you said, you got into bodybuilding along with uh, recovery. And I do think that if there's anything lacking in uh, the 12-step program that we followed, it would be that there isn't enough emphasis on a, a physical component to it. I think yeah, that there's yeah. a lot about the the psyche and about behavior and all of that. And all that stuff is absolutely critical. But I, mm-hmm. I had to look outside of the program to find a physical outlet for that energy, you know, that I had. And, and I do yeah. think that bodybuilding was a really important part in saving me in the long run. I don't know. Well, no, I agree t- totally. Cause I think a lot of people, I've been to so many meetings and you know, there's the people that are very content with, I'm just going to go to, I'm, I'm not going to do much with my life. I'm just going to go to a meeting every day. And you know, that's sort of what they want. And there, I do see people that come in that want more, and you know they do the meeting thing and then they sort of fade away because there isn't much more like they want more you know what i mean like it's not just like i don't know like for me it was the same thing it's like man like i need something more than just going to a meeting you know what i mean so there's that that physical component like you were saying is that's where bodybuilding brought me and i think you know even just you're like kayaking or you know um, cross-country skiing or something that sort of has that like a little bit endorphin um sort of stuff that you can sort of like fill the void of uh you know feeling good through physical activity um and also too i want to touch base on another thing like you were talking about is people in bodybuilding you know that have you know addiction issues is they got to be really careful too is like because it's so easy to hurt yourself and then it's like you were saying is like when you got that medication oh um, yeah that's a big thing too is like because i didn't i've never really talked about this but i actually so when i got my gyno surgery the doctor prescribed me like i don't know they were like oxy fives or whatever okay and i knew but i was like oh okay like this is gonna be it's not a big deal whatever like i'll just keep them on hand if i need them or whatever yeah and then i took them one day and i felt like a little bit of a high and i was like man this is crazy you know what i mean and then i ended up flushing them down the toilet but that was also because abby helped abby helped me out too my girlfriend you know what i mean there was a She's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we just sort of like went back and forth. And I was like, no, this is fine. Like I can handle it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I see an addict coming out of me ah. just trying to justify it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can do this. You know, like that's the scary part too is it comes right back like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that justification of, oh, no, I can just do this and be fine and done with it. But that's not how it works. You know, it's like how many times have you relapsed and said, oh, man, I'm just going to do this on like Friday and Saturday and I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You got it under control. And then next thing you know, you're doing it every fucking day. Yeah. yeah just in the morning, you know I mean? just to like, help wake so up. Many, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to help me go time, to sleep man. and, you know, just to get through my work. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I had, you know, my situation was really similar, but it, it went a really bad way for me when I, when I had yeah. uh, relapsed and gone back out um, after getting into bodybuilding. Because when I went to the hospital... I was a big dude at the time. You know, I, yeah. I had started running gear. I had put on a lot of muscle. Um, I, and, and when the doctor saw me, he's, he actually said, he was like, you're a big guy. We're actually going to need to give you more uh, pain medication than we would a normal person. In my mindset, I was like, yeah, that's right. Because I'm an athlete. I'm a big guy. I yeah, can handle yeah. this. Right. You know, I'm not. Yeah. And, and, and here's the other thing is that I physically changed the way I looked. And I saw people. Uh, responding to me different when I was out in the world. You know, I, I was, I yeah. was like a hundred and at my lowest man at my lowest in like 2005, I was like 
115 pounds, like really, really fucking out of shape, like not in good shape, you know? Yeah. And then when I got closer to like 200 pounds and I was lean, people like you, they give you a certain level of respect when you're a bigger guy. And I, I started believing that that's who I was when in fact I hadn't gotten in recovery yet. I was just using bodybuilding as, as a crutch really, uh, as an escape. And I was really still that same 115 pound guy with a different shell, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I and it, that came to prove itself true when I took when I had been given that shot. And, and I was like, yeah, this yeah. is fucking great. Why wasn't I doing this for yeah, the last yeah. two years? You know, yeah. <laughs> and man, yeah. it got bad. After I can bodybuild them do this. Yeah. Yeah. It got like bad after this, man. You know, like it, oh, that's yeah. the thing I've noticed, too, is, you know, it gets worse as you get older. You know, neither. Yeah, I don't yeah. think either of us got in recovery because we were having so much fun. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another thing too, is like, you got to be careful too, because I went through the same thing where it's like very insecure, didn't have a lot of confidence. And I started putting on some muscle and I was like, Oh man, like this feels like I could tell people were looking at me differently. Like there's like more respect. And like, even like, you know, I don't care what people say, but at least it's different for me. But people are like, Oh yeah, girls don't like guys with muscle. It's like, I don't know. I got a lot more attention when I had more muscle. Maybe it's because my confidence was different. That's probably a factor. But yeah. You also got to be careful too, because that can go to your head. Sure. You know what I mean, sure. And it can make you do stupid stuff like, you know, what, you know, use women or, you know what I mean? Cheat, be a cheater or that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. there's definitely been times where I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh man, like this is sort of cool. And you know, I'm thinking I'm this cool guy or whatever, but you got to sort of, like I said, revert back to that, you know, recovery and say like, okay, like I still need to be like a good human being and, you know, still owed by like these rules of integrity and that kind of stuff, you know, cause it's, it's easy to like, you know, have your foundation of recovery. You start bodybuilding and then all of a sudden that goes out the window because I'm some cool Jack guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you think that goes to your, you goes to your head, let's say play the tape through, you start cheating on your girlfriend which is like a good stable relationship. You guys are living together. She finds out, which is going to happen, right? Cause right. you're, you're going to be stupid. Yeah. You're going to get caught. And then the relationship falls apart and now you're alone and you still have to pay rent on the place, or maybe you get kicked out yeah. and you need to find a place to live. None of this is going to be good for your psyche. And guess what? You're one step right. closer to not being good at bodybuilding and you're definitely a step closer to using drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not only that, as a drug addict, we're very fragile people, right? Yeah. So maybe a normal person would be like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to go sleep at my side pieces house or whatever. And like as a drug addict, you're fragile and that's going to break you. You know what I mean? Like we take yeah. stuff a little bit more to heart. Yeah. So, you know, that, that breakup or something, you know what I mean? Can be pretty harsh. Um, you know, and the reality of things for someone that has that fragile, uh, you know, drug addict sort of mindset. One of the first things I remember, one of the first like actual life lessons that I I remember carrying, following through with was my, uh, I never, I never like kept organized with my, um, my proof of insurance for my car and, and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, my registration. So it would be like floating around, you know, in the car somewhere in the glove box, it'd be a mess or whatever. And it wouldn't be together. And if I were to get pulled over, I'm, I, it may be there. I might've left it on my desk at home or some shit. And, and guess what? I, when I got clean, I, I, it was, I, I, when my birthday came up and I got that stuff renewed, I was like, you know what, put this stuff in a little Ziploc, put it in your glove box. That way, if I get pulled over for anything, 
I've got that with me. I can hand it to the officer. Let's say I don't have it. And then I get pulled over and then he wants to hassle me for whatever reason. He gives me a ticket. Now I've got this $200, $300 ticket that I have to go clear up. Maybe I had a bad day at work too. You know, maybe something else is going on. All these things are going to add up. So why not just put this in that stupid packet, Scott, and put it in your glove box. And that way, at the end of the day, man, if I were to get pulled over, it'd be as simple as handing it to him. I can alleviate myself all that stress. Now, would I go out and use drugs if I'd got that ticket? Probably not. But in early recovery, if that happened and this, 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 and this happened because I wasn't organized in these other aspects of life, it might be enough to put me into a spiral. I don't know, but let's just avoid that, you know? Yeah, that's what I was saying about sometimes the highs are so high and the lows yeah. are so low. Yeah. You know, and it's like something like that can, you know, really. And then also, too, you got to think of, okay, now you could go home and be pissed off and then like get in a fight with your significant other. Or, you know what I mean? Like it could be a trickle effect where that little thing could turn into a big thing because you don't really know how to handle your emotions, you know, yep. in that stage. Like, because I remember they said, like, uh, you know, in that first six months, you're riding a pink cloud. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's sort of that same idea. You know what I mean? Like you feel so good, but then you could also, it can turn in a second and you could feel like your world just crumbled over the smallest thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's definitely something to be careful for. So I think that was a good, good thing to touch on is, you know, little things like that. You know, you don't really think about it, but when you're so fresh in recovery, you know, some, some little instance like that can turn into sort of a big thing because you don't really know how to handle life. You know? Absolutely. And I don't know what yeah. I would have done without recovery, Uh, six months in when my dog died like for me that was the first real difficult thing I had to go through without turning to drugs and I was grateful I had recovery because like you Nate I was really plugged into the program I'd go to meetings very regularly I was you know standing up to do readings you know chairing things you know all that making coffee everything and and because I had that then I could lean into it when things did get bad because things are going to get bad. You know, I don't care just because you're clean. The world still happens, Uh, you know, and in bodybuilding, you are going to get hurt and we are going to lose jobs and we're going to lose loved ones and that we're going to have to be able to get through those things uh, without using drugs. And that's, that's, I think where life gets real. You know what I'm saying? You get knocked off that pink cloud And that's where things get difficult. And that's where you need to have put all that work in so that when those things happen, that's where the test is, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's a good point is, you know, life happens still, (laughs) you know what I mean? So either way, you know, you don't really know when it's going to happen, but something big and detrimental is going to happen in your recovery. So you got to sort of be prepared for that. Hell yeah, man. So how, uh, how long do you have clean now? So actually in July, I'll have 10 years. Hell yes. Congratulations, man. That's freaking cool. Pretty crazy, man. Like it's hard to even, yeah. I mean, it just sort of goes by like, obviously the first couple of years are like very big deal. You know what I mean? And then it's sort of just sort of, okay, it's just sort of goes by and you know, you sort of, I think sometimes you got to be a little bit aware, you know, and try to keep it green because sometimes it's easy to get like distant from that. You know what I mean? So I think even just like you're saying, conversations like this, uh, it just sort of brings me back and grateful and, you know, makes me more aware uh, going forward because it's easy to like, you know, get some time stacked up and you lose sight of some of that like humility or like gratitude and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so it's, it's good to sort of just even talk recovery sometimes and, you know, uh, you know, bring you back to your grassroots a little bit. 
I agree. And and I hope my hope is that us sharing this conversation, you know, it's probably not going to matter to everybody that listens to our podcasts. But I, I do hope that it does reach some people that need to hear it, you know, because we can help. We can help people that you having 10 years, you are proving to people that it can be done. You know, I'm uh, I'm at 14. 14 years now Shit. it'll be 15 nice. in october so i'm 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 feeling Crazy, i right? feel really good about that man and life is yeah. i wouldn't be here right now honestly i don't i i mean yeah. physically i don't know if i'd be on this planet and i i'm positive that i wouldn't be hanging out with ibb pro nate spear yeah. recording this podcast it, i just wouldn't be man so i'm i'm really grateful for my recovery because of that wasn't it crazy like when you're like new in sobriety and they're like I can't remember the saying, but they're like, whatever you think is like, you know, like a great life, like just now, like magnify that times, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like, you know, your expectations of life are going to be better than it was. It was like, now I look at like, holy shit. Like <laughs> I never, even if I wasn't like a drug addict, like I don't even think I would be where I am right now or, you know what I mean? As far yeah. as like achievements and, you know, life stuff. And like, I mean, look at you, like sort of run the podcast and you have like, how many like six to seven different ones you know what i mean like yeah yeah and just like both of us are doing like pretty crazy stuff and it's sort of like unimaginable i guess if you looked oh, yeah. at it like when we got sober <laughs> you know yeah i guarantee you you wouldn't be where you are today man you know you wouldn't be an ifbb pro and and progressing and more importantly uh neither of us would be would be happy you know like i, yeah. I, I was never truly happy until i got clean honestly yeah definitely yeah exactly and i think that was another thing too is you sort of touched on not to go cover it again but just like you know fixing yourself because yeah. for me i really think i started using because i was just unhappy inside and i didn't really know how to deal with life like for me growing up i was always that person that was like oh man like everyone's looking at me i'm ugly um like i, I just like was screaming inside you know what i mean like i felt like uncomfortable in my own skin yeah. You know, so when I started getting high, even if it was like marijuana, whatever, like when I was younger, I was like, oh man, I feel much relaxed. And now I can sort of go about my business and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which sounds sort of crazy, but that's sort of the feeling I was. You know what I mean? So now you take away those drugs and that same feeling is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I got to fix that. Like, it, okay. And even worse, Cause cause I, I can't even, control it, you know? Right. Because I even remember in sobriety, like, and it shouldn't even be my main focus, but like, you know, I have like a month clean. And I'm like, oh man, like, am I attractive? Or like, does this, you think this girl would like, you know what I mean? Like little stuff like that. Like, yeah, but it makes you uncomfortable in your skin. You know what I mean? Or like you're speaking and you're like, oh, did I say the wrong thing? Like, I don't know. Are these people judging me? Like oh, yeah. all those kinds of things in my mind, you know, is the reason why I got high. So now you take those things out of the, the, the drugs out of there and it's like, okay, I got to fix <laughs> that so i'm okay in my skin because i can't like live like this or i'm gonna get high <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah i and i would say that and just for anybody who maybe needs to hear this that isn't in recovery and has considered it when i first heard about the and we can't really say the name we're not supposed to actually say the name yeah. of our recovery program uh but i can say a 12-step program uh we must maintain anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Uh, yeah. That uh, I I didn't feel like I would fit in. I thought of myself as not being a, like a group person. 
Um, I also looked at how I was different than the other people there versus focusing on the similarities. So I found a lot of reasons why I wasn't going to be a good member. And that lasted a long time until things got bad enough. And then I became desperate, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I can so relate to that because I remember, you know, I, it took me like three or four times to actually get it down, like different rehabs, you know? Yeah. And every time I'd try AA, and exactly what you said. Exactly. Yeah. I'd walk into the room and, oh man, like these people aren't like me or, you know, I'm way more worse off than them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just like finding reasons not to be able to, you know what I mean? And instead of like finding the similarities and like you said, I just got desperate enough where I'm like, okay, like this time I'm so broken that I'm going to walk in there and raise my hand and say, my name's Nate. I'm a whatever. And yeah. you know, I'm one day clean and sober, you yeah. know, or whatever. And like, I would have never done that before, but I got desperate enough where I needed something. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm really grateful you did, man. Cause we get to have this conversation today, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. And that's another thing. It's like how many people, I mean, we're sort of touching on a highlight moment, but how many people do we know like that didn't make it, you know? So oh, yeah, that's another thing too, is, you know, we're so, so grateful, man, to, you know, not even to have the lives that we have, but just to have sobriety, you know what I mean? Cause I still know people out there that are struggling, you know what I mean? And they hit me up and when they're doing good and, Hey, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And then like a month later they disappear. They're not on social media. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh man, he, here he goes again type thing, you know? And it's like, yeah, for there go I, right. <laughs> we are statistically rare. That is for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's for, for sure. sure. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad we could do this, man. I, I appreciate your yeah. openness and, and honesty. Cause this is uh, you know, it's a lot to be able to, get on a podcast that's going to go out in front of a bunch of people and be like, Hey, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of yeah. times I think we yeah. all want to focus on how perfect we are. And I think it would be easy to look at you and be like, Hey, this guy's got his shit together. This guy's a pro bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, this guy's successful. I'm not like him, but guess what? You know what? You, you might be, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Oh shit. Now I don't want to put this out. No. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right. Cool. Well, that was great talk, man. I'm I'm happy we did this. Me too, man. Me too. And I, I hope we can help some people with this as well, you know? Definitely. All right. Well, listen, we're going to get out of here. Uh, if you guys enjoy this, then uh, let us know, you know? And if you're clean, if you've been in recovery, uh, let us know, you know, about your clean time too. I'd love to hear your stories. I know that there's a, a lot of you out there. And I think bodybuilding uh, attracts uh, people with extreme personalities. And, uh, I know that many of you have gone through your struggles. I hope that everybody out there who is watching this is, uh, is doing good and and is living happy and living clean today. Cool. That was great. Nate. I really appreciate it, man. That was nice. Yeah, man. Yeah.